Okay, here we are with episode three of the J-Rock Monson. I'm joined by Siz. Yay. NBT. Woohoo. And not Nexus, because Nexus decided she doesn't love any of us anymore. So, we're doing the all men's bath, the sausage cast, if you wish, if you please. And uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, X Japan, who is, or was, at Coachella. And uh, this is a music festival here in California, which is where Mazo happens to be from, which is why you see me covering stuff out here in California. Fortunate, unfortunately, I didn't go to Coachella. It's very um, not easy to get into. But um, this is kind of a really big move on their part because of how big Coachella is and just the wide range of people that attend. I mean, to put it into perspective, they played... Two nights, um, April 14th and April 21st. And on the 14th, while they were playing, Beyonce was playing on another stage. And, I mean, everybody knows Beyonce, right? Who? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on from the non-J-Rock, uh, they did uh, bring some holograms, which was pretty cool. They brought some people out there. Uh, NBT, I know I know you like holograms. What, 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 were, what were these holograms? Yeah, they they were not on par with uh, the Hatsune Miku oh, or or the, two, or the two pack hologram. It was yeah, like, gee. I don't know. It was so disappointing though because they, I mean, when when you use the name Hide uh, to promote and and Taiji, it's like you expect big things because they're yeah at this point they're legends. So mm. it was quite disappointing to see the small. I don't know. It was like two small screens, basically. Did you guys see it? The, uh, yeah, the I, I, I saw the video. I mean, I, I'm not as critical of the holograms as you were. I, I like the idea that they were there. I thought that was pretty cool. But I don't really remember what the Tupac one looked like. But I do know what the Miku ones look like. And it's like, she's real. And I can't wait until I have one in my house. But... Yeah, for 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 the Coachella concert, it was mm-hmm. more like two two static screens almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Tupac, that guy basically walked around the stage, and yeah, that's and that's the same, the same thing, thing they do with Miku, right? Exactly. So it was not as immersive wow. as I thought it would be, uh, or hoping it would be. So I think mm-hmm. I got my hopes uh, up too high, probably. Yeah, I have no idea about the holograms. So, like, honestly, you guys probably know more than me. So it's just like, if it's not up to par, then that's saying something, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess there's there's just different techniques of doing it, and they chose one of the... I mean, it's not like... I, I don't want to say they chose to do it. Maybe that's what they had access to, which was one of the simpler ones, something that's easier to travel with. If not, they would have had to set something up. Because I do think that... Somewhere here in California, I think it's in Hollywood actually, there is a theater that's opening up that's going to do live shows that's 100% hologram live shows, like artists that just don't exist anymore, and that's all they do. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure if it's open already, if it's actually still going to open, but that is the thing. And those kind of holograms, if they're going to be using you know, those Miku-style ones, they're you know not freaking cheap, and you don't want to be traveling with that. You break that. It, it was also, it wasn't just the technique, it was the footage, because... You have to cut out the, uh, like the objects, the person, yeah, in the video, so you get that immersive feeling. But their cut up was basically like you know when you take a, a a light brush and you like try to cut something out on Photoshop. I just use MS have, Paint. Yeah. Okay. It's the same with MS Paint. Yeah. You have this like 
fade out, you know, the white fade out at the edges. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I get you. So, yeah. yeah. So you can see yeah. the outline? Yeah, it was really big. The outline was really big. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, I mean, regardless, they exposed... Uh, that sounds bad. I was going to say they exposed themselves to a ton of people, but... But, again, I think... I imagine it is quite hard, especially at a festival of all places, to do that kind of stuff, so... Guess... Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But, yeah, I mean, okay. the, the, the big takeaway here is that they were at a very big deal festival with a lot of other big deal artists. I mean... Like I said, Beyonce was there. Uh, I, you said that that was where the Tupac hologram debuted. And yeah. No, they, no, I did not. <laughs> oh, well, that's where it did debut. It was at Coachella. It yeah, it was at Coachella oh, a few years ago. So, I mean, Coachella Coachella is a really big event. And, you know, people who go, there's a shitload of them. They go from, I guess, technically all over the world. You get people coming in just to go to this festival. And now X-Japan's kind of put their name out there. So that's that's good for the J-Rock world. It was weird when they announced it, though, I must say. When they announced it, I was like, what, what is going on here? Because this sounds like it, like complete... Op- I didn't know like rock bands play at Coachella. Well, like, uh, <laughs> because Beyonce. Could, that was, that no, was the, the original. Beyonce, because Eminem, Eminem played there once. Um, obviously, Tupac, you know, Hologram. So just hearing them playing at Coachella doesn't sound the most enticing thing to me, you know? So Well, from my understanding, originally Coachella was like 100% rock bands. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. now it's gone more into just being what's popular at the time. And that's why if you're there, you know, you're getting a lot of eyes on you because it's a very popular thing now. It's not just the one genre. So it's really widened up. Whether or not, you know, you're a fan of the fact that it widened up is one thing, but it's undeniable that it's a huge event with a lot of people going to it with a lot of different tastes mixing in okay and the next story is uh we had a hide cosplayer um that we posted uh her screen name is mirume and i said her because from my understanding is a girl and uh basically she pulled off like a flawless hide cosplay it looks exactly like him and if you ask me it's definitely the eyebrows that do it I think it's the mouth. No, nah, dude, it's the yeah, the mouth too. But it's the eyebrows the really did it for me. I was yeah. like, yeah, that those are his eyebrows. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really convinced, but like, you have to really watch it from far away to to kind of be oh, fooled. Okay, yeah. eagle eye. What does it take <laughs> to convince you then? She's done really well. I mean, yeah, it was good. It was good. A lot of the older J rock bands, so Hyde, Hide. Um, probably like X Japan. Um, a lot of the popular ones are always cosplayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I guess Duran Gray as well, older Duran Gray and the Gazette as well. Um, and they're like not I wouldn't say always cosplayed, but they are they're most likely to be cosplayed from the world of Visual K and J- Japanese rock. And so you get so much of them, you know, you could be looking at whoever, and it could not blow up. And at other times, you get some somebody like Mirume, and um, you get what twelve thousand likes as um, <laughs> when Edo wrote the article. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean and... that that whole cosplay world has always been interesting to me. I mean, obviously, for the most part, my exposure to cosplay is like going to conventions and stuff, and it's all anime. But then when you see J Rock cosplays, it's just 
I don't know. To me, it's it's a little strange because the whole J Rock style, Visual K style, you can always put your own twist on it. But rather than put your own twist on it, a lot of people they just go straight for the uh, mimicry of someone else. And I agree. Yeah. I I I, I mean, in in Mirume's case, like I think it's really cool what she did because, like we said, she it's very convincing. And then I mentioned to Edo too that uh there's this guy on i think it was instagram who like very closely pays attention to whatever hide wears and then he'll go out and get all the same stuff and if you yes. look at if you look at his posts like if you're not paying attention you're like is that hide so that's, that's kind I, of like a weird thing that these people want to be like their doppelgangers yeah yeah i saw that as well um and i would just want to put like bring attention there's another cosplayer um called I think it goes by the name as Dact777. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can guess who that is. That's Gact. But it's not like most recent Gact. There's like old Gact. The Gact we, we all know and love, you know? And um, I like the new Gact. Uh... I love Gact <laughs> in general. So I don't know what's going on with this. I guess the more, the more, I would say the more feminine, the more flamboyant side of Gact, you know? Miserable era Gact. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Got, that yeah. was the more visual K-ish gag. Yeah, yeah, their cosplays are really good as well, like really good. So I would definitely recommend you check that. Usually, yeah. when you go to concerts in Japan, like with these bigger uh, artists like X Japan Gazette, you always see really, really, really good cosplayers there. But that really blows me away because that happens here too. Like I'll be in line to go into a Duran Gray show. And there will be, like, people in frilly dresses and stuff doing, like, the whole goth lolly thing. Not necessarily cosplay. But then what happens when I'm in a show is people get fucking hit, man. And, like, if you're, <laughs> if you're wearing makeup and a frilly dress, you're not going to walk out in one piece. And I feel like that really restricts your enjoyment of the show. Like, even if you're not, you know, crazy violent like I am even just standing there and kind of trying to get into it it's like you can't bump into anyone you're gonna smudge your yeah. fucking makeup like of I, course I don't know, it feels like a like a you're taking on a whole job when you're going to the show no but that's not a problem when you're in japan because you have like a, a designated like seat that is you true have, yeah. you have free space basically and the, you have like a not a arm's length of like space but enough to be at your comfortable uh area but where you can you do whatever someone? you want i mean I can't say I've been to a Duran Gray show in Japan. <laughs> um, I can't say I've been to like any show in Japan that's um, like kind of invo- like really been intense to compare to Western shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to expect to just get not hurt, but something to happen, especially with Western audiences, you know? When I went to X Japan last year, was it last two years? I, man, time has gone fast. There were a lot of X Japan cosplayers and a lot of them were really amazing like mm. absolutely top class and again it's amazing seeing it the Wembley arena is seated so at that time there was there's no really real worry about having to deal with like crowds of people like fighting in the mosh pit or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so people can have their perfectly spiked up hair like he day mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's really it's really cool how there's all these different ways to really express your your interest in the j-rock world i mean you can be a cosplayer you can be anything i mean 
you could just go to the show and hit people, and it's just that's the way you enjoy it, and that's 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 a nice thing. I mean, it's not, it's not a nice thing to hit people. But it's it's nice, crazy. man. I was I was but, talking to a friend about that actually. Uh, he's more into like black metal and stuff like that out here in the West, and he was talking about how he's like, man, I'm getting old. I don't think I'm gonna be going in the pit anymore. I'm starting to get hurt the next day. Like I'm sore. And I was like, uh, dude, like you have to get in the pit. That's the whole point of everything. He's like, I don't know. I always get hurt. I'm like, let me tell you a story. I was in the pit one time, and I got tired. And this is something I do when I get tired. I'm not sure if people hate that I do it, but when I get tired, I'll just go in the middle of the pit, and I won't I won't push or swing or do anything. I just kind of run into people like a pinball, like arms down, just like getting slammed around and just just getting beat to shit. And, 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 and it's and it, there's there's something cathartic about it where you're just like taking these hits, just like totally defenseless watching Keo up there just like screaming and yeah yes yes and then and then I'm, I'm getting the shit beat out of me by these strangers and all of a sudden somebody comes flying at me who was like you know running in a circle and then got launched off of somebody else and they elbowed me right in the back and i felt mm. like each like i don't know vertebrae just crack, 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 all the way down the next morning i woke up my back has never felt so good so, oh, if you're doing you got a right, massage. I was worried. <laughs> if you're doing it right, <laughs> yeah, you got a practice. <laughs> basically, you pinpointed where to like get hit, and then you basically fixed your body. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But then you know, uh, like a few years later, I was at a sim show, and they did the wall of death, and I ran into a guy like twice my size, and I almost blacked out because of how much that one hurt. So Ooh. it all depends. But, yeah, you know. no, it definitely depends. I mean, obviously, when you're going to the mosque, you already have the idea that, you know, you're going to, so you might get hurt. You're going to have bruises in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also a given. You know? And then when you're going out in cosplay, you know, nobody's going to mess with you. They're just going to be like, oh, you're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next story, which is uh, we polled the readers and asked them what the best Gazette songs were. So, um... I mean, what, what what were the results with this? Do, do, let, let me, do let you guys me bring have opinions up on the it? List. Okay. Yeah. Let me bring so, up the list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have two two um two lists of the top songs. Uh, one is the A A side songs, and one is the B side songs. Specifically singles, then. A side is specifically singles, and B side is um al like album songs that are not singles, and also B sides that were on singles. Okay. That make yeah, so on the A side, we have number one, uh, Undying, uh, which isn't that surprising, to be honest. And then number two, Rayla. Number three, Filth and Beauty. I number agree. four, Misenen. And number five, Shizuru. And then we can go on, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to bring some of these uh, songs that we have on the B side to your attention. Hold up. What do you think of the A side? I feel this. like I really thought Filth and the Beauty was going to be higher on there. I thought so too. I don't. I don't know how Undying is. I'm not going to be not being rude. I don't know how Undying for a new song is so high. Honestly, no, it's because but, it's a new song. That's yeah. Why. I think it's fresh That's in everyone's why, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I understand um, Rayla without a trace. I mean, without a trace is a B side. I mean, oh, on a, without a trace was on there. Their second, it was on the second best of album, uh. Traces, and it was on, um, what's it called? It's Retro Coma. 
Yes, that's it. So, I mean, technically it's a B-side, but it's I'm glad it's on there, along with Guren. Yeah, I mean, so, so that, that was still the A-side list we were talking about, just to mm. clarify. With, yeah. uh, with Without a Trace, just to give in a little tidbit here, uh, that that's one of their slower ones, and that's like one of the only slow songs that I actually thoroughly enjoy. And I think part of it is uh, it was used for a Japanese film by the name of Hard Revenge Millie. Have you guys ever heard of it? I saw the uh, the trailer for it and I was like, wow, that is actually quite cool. It's it's a pretty, it, I mean, it's two films. The first one's a short film and I think the second one is also a short film as well, but it's a little bit longer. Kind of like the old Takeshi Miike kind of stuff. Very graphic, like in your face. Like if you've seen Machine Girl, kind of like that. I mean, she does have a shotgun for a knee. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, okay, it's that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I actually own both of them. They're really great. And I, without a trace, felt really odd in there. But like for the trailer that they used it in, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I like I, I highly recommend Hard Revenge Millie if you like those super graphic, gory films. Okay, so let's uh, move on to the B side then. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna run down the five the top five that we have. So we have 10 listed. So you can check that out uh, on our website, jrocknews.com. Uh, so search for top 20, the Get Set song picks, uh, song picked by our readers. Wait, we have so a website? I'm... Oh, man. We have... <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, so the number one pick is Silly God Disco. Uh, and number two, Falling. Uh, that's a recent song. And number three, Setsu. Four Cassis and five. How do you sp- uh, pronounce it? Uh, it's there. De- de- I don't know. It's in, it's French. Deracine, Deracine. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that was supposed to be French. Deracine. Mm. Yeah, Deracine. It is. Yeah. What What's your guys' thoughts on? I don't like any of those. Right. How about Setsu? That's one of their more uh, appealing songs from their. I don't know if it was indie area, but I like anti-pop. Oh, yeah, anti pop's yeah. great. Um, I liked a lot of their stuff, like right before uh, Stacked Rubbish. We- yeah, like the disorder stuff. I think you're referring to. Yeah, right? yeah, what definitely. Ju Yonsai Knife. Yeah, that was some, a some of the stuff around them was really good too. Like some of the really early stuff, I really like when they yeah. when they kind of had more of that punk attitude to them. Yeah. It was more edgy that. that yeah, that yeah you could almost cut yourself more. on the band. Raw. And just like the recording of it was just really indie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it sounded that totally was different too. Actually, yeah. you know what? Was Tyon on the list at all? Tyon no. was six on the B side. Okay, I was gonna say, oh, like, wait, how could you, that one oh, not yeah. be on there? Probably I was gonna with... say, if that's not on there, an understanding is impossible. You guys know the story behind it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's not get into that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite um, depressing. So you have to look it up yourself. Uh, one minute, one more thing. The B sides, um, a lot of these songs, I've listened to them a lot of times, and what I'm finding is that a lot of them I don't like like now compared to when I like them. So Silly God Disco, I'm not really a fan of now. Back when it when I first discovered the Gazette, I was a really good fan of it. S- same with um, Zetsu and tie-on as well so it's a really weird feeling for me to see some of these songs in there because i'm just like you know you could have picked nakigahara oh like man that song is amazing yeah um or vermin why does it doesn't people that, pick vermin? I mean. or d-o-n you know or 
Dazzling Darkness. Damn, there's so many songs I could mention, but a lot of their songs are like their ballads, I think, are best when they really show themselves. Um, especially Barretta. I don't know about that one. But yeah. I, I think I can kind of agree with the point you're trying to make, though, is that Gazette can make a really good ballad. I'm not mm. a fan of ballads, and I think that's why Gazette isn't like one of my top bands. But there's no denying that when they do pour their heart and soul out into one of those ballads, they're really good. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But it's not the music I beat people to. So now we're moving on to our next segment, which is uh, just our extra little tidbits, as you know. These are either smaller stories that didn't really get on there, or they're just a uh, you know shameless self-promotion. So I'll start off with uh, reminding everyone that uh, Devaloof is releasing Kaika. Devaloof have released Kaika. And I, got I got that in the mail last night. So I listened to it already, uh, wrote up my review, waiting for it to be edited. It's a short one because it's only two new tracks. Uh, I got the limited edition, so expect to hear about the two live tracks that are on there as well. By the time you listen to this, uh, Mazda's review is probably going to be out on our, our website, so go check it out. That's true. And then the other thing is, uh, I don't know how many of you actually follow them, but I did cover them when they performed out here in California, which is Chinese band Voodoo Kung Fu. So hardcore they got banned from China. Um, they released a single track where they're working with a uh, cellist Tina Guo again, who she did the uh, Wonder Woman theme song for the DC films. Man of Determination is the track. It's like 99 cents on Google Play. Uh, if you want to support them, go for it. The video's out on YouTube. Uh, very similar feel to their other video that's on there for Theocracy. Um, a lot more traditional sounding Chinese. It's it's kind of nice. It's a different if it's a different direction for Voodoo Kung Fu. It's it's less angry and more determined. Uh, huh. Siz, you got anything? Um, Edo, one of our editors, our, I'll say our editor, um, has been writing about basically J Rock makeup, and there's a whole series on that. At the moment, we're focusing on Kawhi Patin. That has quite varied varied amount of looks. I've checked out myself over the past few weeks. I definitely recommend you check it out because it's quite cool. There's um Rohe X Magamaso on there, along with um other blog bloggers, I would say, or influencers get inspired, I guess. The word um, influencer and... is so overused though. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's the way life is going at the moment. Yep. Another thing I wanna plug is A9. They released their album, Planet Nine, their eighth album this week and man it is good it's much more i would say dance orientated compared to their previous album ideal and it's nearly been a year since they released that so they've done it in good timing yeah so i've been listening to that for the past few days and yeah definitely recommend it i, I want to check it out now now that you brought it up <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that that's it okay mbt what do you got so recently, it was announced by Anisong World Matsuri that they will be appearing on Anime Expo this year. They will bring nine artists uh, or acts to Anime Expo, and one of them being Aimer, uh, which is one of my... Ah, sorry. Ame. 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 I feel like we had this in another podcast already. Yeah, we did. Where so, we just um, got really breathy and into the mic, just like, Ame. <laughs> okay, so let me continue. They're going to bring Amer. And also, 
not sure how to pronounce it, but Akors and Sayuri Yuki Kajiura and Mayin. I don't know how to pronounce that either. Shoko Nagawa and Iris, and also the Idol Masters in the Rail Girls, as well as AKB48 Team 8. So they will be appearing in Anime Expo between July 4th to the 8th at Los Angeles Convention. And that is the same place as they held their previous uh, Anime Expo. And hopefully we'll have our resident uh, Californian Mazo on the spot to yeah. work on that. And we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah. As I'm personally an Aimer fan, I'm going to try to... Uh, sorry. I, pick... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't hold a straight face when you say that. Uh, we're going to try to get an interview with Emma. Yeah, and when we do, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to hold a microphone up to her and be like, for my editor... How do you say your name? It is Emma. And they're going to be like, M-A. get the fuck out. Don't get that close to the fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should say, hi, Emma. Yeah, that's the first thing you should need to say. Um, yeah, but um, it's, it's going to be quite awesome. It's a great lineup, and uh, I'm just going to be super sad when it happens because I'm not going to be able to attend. Yeah, he didn't want to pay the money to come meet me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to stay away from Mazo because uh, reasons. <laughs> because reasons. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll remember that. Oi. <laughs> uh, th- that was all for me. I think okay. only one from the Anime Expo performance is like for me, San Ketsugo Sayuri, because of Arrays and Rampo Kitan, because um, mm-hmm. her songs are really like not. I wouldn't say hollow, but what they speak something to me. And even the music videos are really cool as well. So I definitely recommend you check that, um, check them out. Her music is quite personal. Uh, and it's quite funny to see that uh, the things that she debuted with, uh, with her first album, is a lot of these songs were quite old, actually. I think it was back when she was like 14, she composed them. Damn. Uh, so yeah, it, it's quite from the heart, uh, her, her music. So you said Rampo Kitan. Uh, what, do you, what did you mean by that? Rampo Kitan game, game of Laplace. That's an anime. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah, the one, the one mm. I remember from there is uh, what's 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 uh, what's your favorite? Bokudake ga inai machi. Inai machi. No, we're talking yes. about Rampo Kitan. Uh, okay, no <laughs> way. Oh. I said, what's your favorite artist again? And I meant Amazarashi, the song oh, that Amazarashi okay. yeah, yeah. had in yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Game of Laplace. It was it was perfect. I mean, at that time that that came out. Um, I think MBT probably wrote about when the video came out, and like Definitely. that was all I listened to for a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like Emma Zarashi that as much as MBT, but that song really done it for me. Like, yeah, I really it made me want to check out more. So, I mean, segue, but yeah. Right, yeah. Well, before we get way too off topic, um, well, the other thing is one of those artists did Sorairo Days for Gurren Lagann. But anyway, before we get super off topic and start talking about anime and weaving out over here, let's get to our final topic so that people can wrap up this uh, hot bath. And uh, the final topic is our social section. Hold it, NBT. Our social (sighs) section, which is... uh, So we had a poll about um, how many of you would be willing to potentially pay to watch a stream of a live event in Japan, or maybe in another part of the world with a J-Rock band. And uh, not too surprising to me, 
it was mostly people were very willing to do this. A few people said no, but it was the majority yes. And I feel like that would be a great way for a band to kind of get their live performances out there without, you know, all those freaking travel expenses. I mean, it takes away a lot from the actual experience of being there, but at the same time, you know that they know that you're there, you know? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's true. Um, Nico Nico does a similar thing. And like, I don't know if they do it now, mm-hmm. but um, I remember a few, maybe a few years back, I wanted to see Jack in the Box, um, which is um, arranged by uh, Danger Crew Records, I believe. And I, well, I had to wake up mega early to go see it. So it's also like they'll have broadcasts of certain lives and sometimes they'll have it live. And I remember one time they had one for Uberworld. I, I watched that as well. And that was pretty good. It surprises me in a sense, but the only reason why it doesn't is because there's we now have services like Netflix, like subscription fees to pay. And so people are, I think, feel like more willing to do that now. I was talking to Edo actually about this and I was saying, you know what would be great um, if I know Japanese iTunes has DVDs for artists on on iTunes. What if they just done the same, but also for like foreign audiences? Because I'm pretty sure they will get a lot more. The amount of times I've said to that I've been watching anime on my phone and I can't watch it because I have no I have no data or the Wi-Fi is like really bad. So I can't see why that can't be a thing. No, you know? no, no. Why, why are you watching anime on your phone? That I, I don't know, man. I, why are you like... not watching anime in 4K? Blue, <laughs> yeah, Blue but, Red, I mean, it, it feels like you're... Come on, man. I feel like it's disrespecting because you're you're diminishing their work. You're watching in like a five screen inch. Uh, you wouldn't like... steal a car, sis. Let yeah, would you download a car? Would you? There we go. Maybe you wouldn't I'll... download a car. I can't afford a car, so maybe I would download a car. <laughs> Damn but, it, that argument never works. <laughs> but I, un- I understand what you mean. But because I'm always... People are always working, in it, And people are always going to places to places. And I, I never have... At the moment, I'm having the... Like, not the time to watch anime and watch my live DVDs. So it's not troublesome. I know I would watch it if I was on on the move. That's why. Yeah, see, I think I think you guys in in Europe have it real different from me because you guys have such good public transportation. I have to drive myself everywhere, so I don't have a chance to really watch all that much. But I mean, my my take on the whole streaming of lives is, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, if people are willing to watch somebody play a game that's already free to play, why not? you know watch a good band play on stage and you know have a donation box set up have links to merch have it like you're there but you just have to ship everything to you at some later date to me it it seems self-evident that that's something that would work because especially in this time of technology there's access and people do want these things i mean i buy those durangre tour dvds I don't always watch them, but I mean, if they were streaming a tour, I would definitely, you know, tune into the stream if I was able to line up the time correctly. Yeah, it's like you guys said, it's it's getting more acceptable to pay for things uh, online for subscriptions, things like that. And I mean, in the mobile community, you like all these microtransactions, it was like people didn't really understand that. Loot boxes uh, are banned in Belgium. Well, I don't know, man. No, but on. yeah, yeah. But uh, in uh, in Japan, like 
there's so much microtransactions going on right now that it, it's a whole like new market right now. It, Japan, I imagine it's been thing. probably going on in Japan for much longer than it has been over here. So that's why we we're kicking up a fuss about it over here. Probably. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> ruined Star for Wars. Stuff? No man. Uh, we we got like YouTube as well, and it, it, it's been free for a long time. And when they announced YouTube Red, everyone got gone crazy. Like, we're not gonna pay for this shit. Like, I, I don't. Know, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't actually pay for you. <laughs> I think what a good idea was. I think that I can't remember if it was last year or the year before that, but YouTube done something one year one time, and they said, "Look, we're gonna." put up we're gonna stream um live recordings of i think what was included was boom boom satellites i remember nightmare being involved in it and there was a few others and they, they were free for a limited time i think it was for about a week or two weeks mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool if you could like have the ability to do that's that even have it free have it there for a week i think it people might even buy it you know there's live dvds i might skip because i don't maybe don't like an album or whatnot but i think it's definitely with bands like Darren gray live dvds getting much more expensive i guess because of blu-ray and you know so i think that would be definitely a good idea yeah actually yeah i watched a clip on youtube uh when i was deciding on uh well i i decided not to actually buy uh hiro yuki's um album yeah, uh, because of complications, I'm not gonna go into the details. But after I saw a clip on YouTube that was uh, illegally uploaded uh, yeah. of the DVD, I was so impressed by it that I instantly went to see Japan and bought it. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say something, um, which was uh, Toriko before they released and they did a studio live session. And that's that's another thing. So it doesn't even have to be at a venue, if you ask me. That's uh, it. Yeah, no, yeah. They that. did that studio live session where they played a bunch of their songs, uh, like live in front of an audience. But all the audience was digital. The only people there were the people in the studio, and they had like a bunch of different drummers, and a lot of cool stuff came out of it. Especially if you watch the uh, video for Niwa, that one's really great because they have all the drummers doing their little drum solos. Because at the time they didn't have a dedicated drummer. Oh, yeah. And then I remember. Uh, it was a couple years ago, Duran Gray released, uh, I think, at least one track. It was, uh, I forget what the song was, but it was shot in one take. I think it was Shokubeni, oh, shot Shokubeni? in one take. Yeah. 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 And that was on either a DVD or a special for a CD. I remember seeing that. And that's the same thing. I mean, you just, you don't even need like 19 cameras and stuff. You need a good room, good sound equipment, could be the studio, and one static camera. And it's worth seeing. Like, watching Shokubeni shot in one take was awesome. They did more than one, though, right? Yeah, because I think they I, did I two or three songs, but I remember Shokubeni the most. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I mean, especially, I think this would be especially good for bands that bring out DVDs a lot, and that's, like, me, mainly Overworld, but also Larkin Seal. They have so many DVDs. And it's also quite nice to see, like, the history of like their first DVD to like maybe the most recent one and just see that, see how they've developed over the years. It's also nice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So, I mean, I guess the bottom line is from the fans' perspectives that we've polled, it sounds like a great idea. 
And to us, it sounds like a great idea. So I think (laughs) that there is no debating that there's a market for it. But the bottom line is that this is just a dream. And it's up to somebody to figure out how to make it work. (laughs) Just want to mention that we actually saw a few comments that were like negative towards the idea as well. So it wasn't all like glitter and, and rainbows. You know what the comments were saying? No, it was more like just a, a negative attitude towards paying. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why pay when you can steal, right? You exactly. would download a car, sis. Right. I mean, it's more convenient to download a car, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, my, my, my thing is, especially with this, is I feel like when you buy an album, a little bit goes to the artist, a lot goes to the cost it costs to make that album, and a lot goes to the label. Obviously, the artist has, you know, their deal with the record label and all that. So they do get paid at the end of the day. But when I go to a live show, I buy a shirt. I paid for the ticket. I paid for all this shit as much as I can while I'm there. I feel like that's really my way of giving back to the artist is giving them my time and my dollars and being like, make more. I need more. And I feel like with a live stream like that, especially if you look at like these big time streamers who make like, you know, millions of week. If you're live streaming a concert and you have a little donation box, you have people open to buy your merch online and stuff like that. This is raking in the cash for the artists and, you know, giving them more of a reason to stick around and not disappear. I agree. And that's the same for like, I think it's much more relevant for smaller bands as well. Like even if they don't release, like they could just be at a live house with other bands. That I think that would be really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Just a live house with other bands and they're having their play four four songs or whatnot and then they come off again the next band comes on that would be great yeah there's just so many different ways that this could be executed and be cool i mean yeah there's, there's definitely... a big problem though in on what platform are they going to do this twitch i would i, I don't I, I don't know if twitch is the the preferred choice but i definitely don't think youtube is the way to go I don't think no, Nico not right now. You get you get taken down for being too racy, you know. Just like, oh yeah. man, uh, fucking KSK just took off his shirt. Better take down this video. Don't want anyone <laughs> seeing any nipples. <laughs> Every time Asus mentions Nico Nico, Nico Nico is the uh, a similar service like YouTube on Japan in Japan. But I'm just thinking about the uh, you know the anime character from Love Live. <laughs> Nico Nico. Nico. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think of a wrestler. Love live in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we went on on this one for a while, but I think it's time. Just shut up. It's time to close up shop. It's time to get out of the the, the man soup that we've created and uh, get on with our day. So thanks to everyone for listening. As always, I've been your host Mazo with my co-host Sis. Yay! And MVT. Yo. So, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye bye.